Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree. This is a show where we dish out all kinds of tips and advice for mystical business owners and metaphysical service providers. Now, if you're curious what that means, this is anybody who works as a tarot card reader, astrologer, a Reiki healer, an intuitive counselor, maybe an animal communicator, oracle medium. You know, if you're doing any kind of spiritual or mystical art, or as Bree calls it, sacred arts, if you're doing any of that as part of your profession, we're talking about you. And I'm Teresa. And I'm Bree. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We have both been self-employed and running our own businesses for many moons what we're going with many moons and we know what goes into running a successful business we know how much heart grit and hustle it takes to get your business afloat and keep things rocking along so we do this show together once a month because we love sharing the business strategies that we've learned over the years and we love seeing our fellow mystics thrive and succeed absolutely ultimately this show is really a labor of love because we are all about really helping our peers, our colleagues, and people in, you know, similar careers because there's really nothing out there for us. Most of us prefer to talk about crystals and angels or tarot, all that stuff, you know, and we oftentimes don't like to talk about business, so what ends up happening then is our businesses suffer, and we may be really good at all that mystical stuff, but not so hot at taking care of the business end of things. So that's why Talking Shop exists. And in each episode, you know, we tackle different topics and we feature uh, special guests, too. Now, we are doing something very different tonight. We're having what we're calling a business slumber (laughs) party. (laughs) And we have some awesome special guests coming in. We have, why don't I, why don't we take turns introducing each one? So, Bree, who's our first guest? And first guest, you're going to say hi after we introduce you. Our first guest is Miss Hillary Perry. Hi, Hillary. Oh, hi. Oh, it's my turn to talk. Okay, hi. <laughs> yeah. You get to talk for one second. Hillary Perry is the mad genius behind Tarot by Hillary, and she is an awesome tarot reader. Our next person is Amelia Quint of the Midheaven. Hello, Amelia. Hi, everyone. It's so good to be here. And lastly, Paige, who else do we have in the house tonight? Our final guest is the one and only Paige Zafariu. Hello, Paige. Welcome. Hi, BB Kittens. Thank you so much for having us. We are just so delighted that you guys are here. We're going to have a fun show tonight, but it's actually going to be fun and serious at the same time. We've got a lot of things to discuss. So for everybody who's listening and for you guys, I hope you all have your PJs on, um, maybe a glass of wine handy, some snacks. Let's go ahead and get this party started. Woohoo! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Yes. Yes. So, Bree, let's start it all out. All right, beauties. Yeah, let's start this party. Okay, so what I think we can do is, well, Teresa and I will ask questions, and then y'all can just, like, round robin it and, you know, tell us, just take turns talking. Um, so we've asked the first place to start, obviously, was what were your best business strategies from this past year? What has worked really well for you? <laughs> Don't everyone talk at once. Well, I know. You're going to go right ahead on Miss Aries. <laughs> well, I'm hey, well, going to go Aries, right right too. She's not shy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see here. Where are my notes? Where are my ahas from this year? Uh, Best business strategies. Um, Taking surveys um, actually is my best one from this year because it's just like if you don't check in with your clients or um, who's reading your blog or who's reading your newsletters, then you don't really know what they want or what they're expecting from you or how you can help them. So I found taking surveys have been uh, really helpful for me this year. Mm. What about you, Paige? For me, I'd have to say definitely masterminding. Having my weekly Skype calls with Amelia and with my Carol Brainery buddy, uh, Jen Cintron, who is fabulous. Thank you, Jen. 
was invaluable for me. I'm a very happy-go-lucky Aries on the front-facing end, but behind the scenes, I struggle a lot with with being introverted, with uh, with a lot of things that make staying consistent sometimes very difficult. And having that mastermind to go to, to hold me accountable and to run ideas by was absolutely invaluable for me this year. So thank you, Amelia, and thank you, Jen, also, and uh, to my other mastermind of buddies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right on. Amelia. Aw, Paige, you're the best. I love you. (laughs) You're the best. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so much love on this call. Am I next? Yes, Amelia. You we, want to hear, we want to you hear your now. best business strategy, and Brie and I are going to share ours too. Okay. Um, so I have two. One isn't really a strategy. It's just a thing that happened. I ended up um, going full-time and, and making side hustle into a full-time gig, and it was definitely something I had planned for for a long time, and it was a thing that was really hard to do. Um, but it was really worthwhile, and I've noticed a dramatic change in what my business looks like going from the side hustle business model to full-time. Um, and obviously, mm-hmm. there's been feast and famine, but what I have found is that the business expands to fill the space when you do make the space for it. Now, I don't really subscribe to this whole idea of, oh, you should just quit your job and it'll all be fine. You know, that's not really true. I saved for a long time to be able to make that leap. But um, I think there's a lot to be said for not having a backup plan, even if that's a little irresponsible. It definitely lit a fire under my butt to do a good job and, and make things happen that I, a year ago, probably wouldn't have been like, you're stupid. That will never happen to you. Okay. Um yeah, so that's one of them. And the other one that's really important, I think, for anyone is finding your niche. And that's a really fancy way to say find what makes you you, like what you're really good at that no one else in the world can do, and do that extremely well. Um, even if somebody tries to copy it, they're just going to embarrass themselves by trying. Um, so, right, so find a niche a place that is so specific to you where you can really shine, um, whether it's blending astrology and, like, literary writing or whether it's blending tarot cards and crystals, like, whatever really feels good to you, um, that's when you're going to really see a lot of progress in your business, I think. So. Mm-hmm. What about you, I love Brie? all of those answers. You know, I, I was thinking about this, and – I think that one of the best business strategies that I did this past year was actually go and meet people in person. I attended Mm -hmm. Rear Studio, um, you know, and both of these, really, I credit you with, Teresa, because you were like, get your ticket, come with me, let's go do it. Um, Mm -hmm. I did did Reader Studio, that was also my first time in New York, and I had a really awesome guy, you might have heard of her, her name is Teresa. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I really... I love I love that. And then we also did the World Domination Summit in Portland in uh, August. And, you know, I think that when you work from home, you have a virtual business, you know, we see so many names kind of like filter across our screen. And I have, I have a pretty healthy community of students that I work one-on-one with or that I have fairly, you know, intensive relationships with. But it's, you know, meeting people in person is just a really important aspect of work that I think can easily get left out of this kind of work. So that has been really rocking for 2016. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you actually took the chance to come out and – meet people in Portland and also in New York, and it was just a delight to be your little tour guide for both those cities. Oh, you're so good. You're so good at it. So <laughs> I'm so grateful. <laughs> it could seriously be my new career as a tour guide. I am a very, very good one. I've realized that I have a nose for finding the best food and lots yeah. of cool things, so I, I, think I, I think I've got another career down the road. <laughs> 
I will, I will write a testimonial for you anytime. Well, my best business strategy from this last year has actually been to curb my workaholism. And that may not sound like a strategy, but what I've been doing is taking more time away from doing email readings. Uh, I do a lot of email readings. And it was getting to the point where I was sometimes like strapped to the computer for four hours a day doing email readings. And that's in addition to putting out, you know, four or five blog posts a week, plus seeing regular clients and teaching three yoga classes a week. And something's got to give. And I'm like, I can't be at this computer like this. My, I'd go visit my massage therapist, and he was like, oh, my God, what have you done to yourself? I'm like, I'm on the computer. <laughs> so one of the things I started doing was um, taking the weekends off. So on the weekends, there's no email readings. And then that worked for a while. Then I started having to – my clients got wise. And so all of a sudden, I'd come in Monday, and I'd be like, <laughs> holy crap, now i got 10 hours in front of the computer. So I had to start then also – um, rec- realizing my limit, my capacity, and then sometimes shutting the buttons down for a couple hours here and there. And in fact, this week I took the whole week off because I have so much writing that I have to do, and I've got the the page for my book is coming out. So I'm like, I need to free up this writing time. So that's been my big business strategy, and what it's been doing is it's been creating bre- breathing room. It's been saving my shoulders and my arthritic little hands. And um, it's been, again, also more importantly, creating space for chilling or for other writing projects that I'm working on. So that's been my best business strategy, recognizing my capacity and giving myself permission to take some time off. Amen. I love that. That's huge. Teresa, you're so wise. Well, you know, I, I certainly, though, found myself still itching <laughs> on the weekends. Like, you know, Sunday's off, but I wonder if there's someone who needs something. I'm like, no, 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 step away from that damn computer. Go to that cooking class, lady. So, yeah. Yeah. So very yeah. interesting business strategy. So we have meeting people, masterminds, um, niche uh, surveys and, you know, taking time off. So lots of good stuff here. So let's talk about this. What's your biggest lesson from this last year? Because I think through lessons we all learn. Um, and I love, love hearing the different things that other people have learned because that makes me really think about, you know, maybe perhaps something I want to avoid or something I want to think about, maybe perhaps doing. So let's just go right in the same order. We'll just start with Hillary and go exactly the way we went around. Hillary, what was your biggest lesson? Uh, My biggest lesson was you can't do the work for other people. Um, Mm. This past Mm. year we did Mm -hmm. the Tarot Brainery, which was an amazing experience being able to mentor all these people, this very select number of people. We vetted those people really hard, you know, and some people (laughs) didn't get in, unfortunately. And it made for a tighter-knit group, but also I found that that group sometimes just had a lot of excuses and didn't Mm -hmm. want to do the work and it was very frustrating to be like like we're here for you you know to do whatever you want for your business or um you know grow your business and we're not doing this for our own health we're doing it for your business and you know that was my biggest lesson like if they're not ready to step it up, then, like, there's not much you can really do about it. So you have to be ready and willing to kind of release the responsibility for somebody else's business if you're going to be mentoring them or helping them in any way. Absolutely. And I want to I circle to a lesson that I had with my daughter when she was very young. Um, and this is, this, is, this is what this lesson is all about. When my daughter was in, you know, um, mid, what is it, um, eighth grade, what do they call it, junior high. Well, she decided that she was going to be, I guess, somebody who didn't want to do her homework, so she was failing all of her classes. Now, my daughter's a really bright girl. And I'm like, what are you doing? I was nagging, we were fighting, we're, you know, typical teenage mother-daughter stuff. And, you know, it got really to a critical point. And finally, one day I said, you know what? I'm going to get out of the way and I'm going to let you fail. And she says, why? Mm. I said, because that's the only way you're going to learn. Maybe if you fail and you flunk eighth grade, uh, maybe then you're going to see how really important it is to show up and take responsibility and do your damn work. 
And I said, mm-hmm. you know, there's other kids in your class who flunked and they're not doing so well. She goes, well, they're not doing that bad. I said, well, you know what, you need to learn this. I'm stepping out. I'm bowing out. Learn the hard way. Well, needless to say, she figured it out really quickly, got her act together, and, you know, now today she's got a master's in writing from a very, very good college, but she really needed to know that I'm not going to save you, I'm not going to nag you. If you want to fail, maybe that's what you need to do. It's okay. And sometimes, Hillary, that is really what it is. You can mentor, you can give and all that, but sometimes people really do need to learn the hard way, or sometimes when they're getting mentored, that's when they realize that maybe I'm not meant to be doing this. Maybe I should do something else. Right. And that's really hard for a mentor to step back and say, wow, because, you know, what's the role as a mentor? All we want is for people to succeed. We want them to succeed better than us. And that's a very, very hard lesson when they don't want to. So interesting. So what about you, Amelia? Let's share what's your biggest lesson from the last year. Um, I'm trying to think through it, but I think if I had to sum it up, I would say something along the lines of in order to be both successful and fulfilled at what you're doing, you have to follow the love. And what I mean by that is that if you really love what you're doing, you know, I know I'd always heard this, right, that. If you love what you're doing, you won't work a day in your life, blah, blah, blah. But it's so true. (laughs) Like, I didn't realize that it was true, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's the coolest, best thing in the world. Like, all of the tax paperwork and invoicing clients and all of that, like, is the most rewarding thing in the world if you are writing and um, working with clients that just make your heart happy and you feel like you're doing what you're called to be doing, you know. But I think on the flip side of that, paying attention to the things that you don't love, even if you feel like you're supposed to love it, if you find that you are not loving it for some reason, you need to get real with yourself and say, hey, what is not working, right? Because there were times with um, the midheaven and with, some of the things that I felt like I was supposed to be doing. Like there's a huge demand to just produce like certain types of stock astrological content. And I found myself saying like, I don't want to do this. Like this is not interesting Mm -hmm. to me. and This is not serving the community at all, you know, especially as the witch trend sort of began to like peak and explode. Like I sort of found myself rebelling against it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of the opposite side of, like, if your heart is telling you there is something wrong here, don't just say, like, oh, I don't like this, but, like, follow that, too. Say, like, why don't I love this? But, yeah, follow what you love, and, and the late nights and all that stuff will be worth it. Sounds really silly and lame, but it's really true. I'm here to tell you that it's true. It's not mm-hmm. lame at all. I get it. Mm-hmm. Paige, what about you? I feel like you guys are reading my mind. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I had very similar big lessons this year, but slightly slightly different. Uh, When it comes to not doing the work for other people, I really had to face that in the context of my clients. I really mm. want to just get in there and solve all their problems for them. And at some point you have to realize I can't do that. There's only so much that I can do for you. And and if you come to me for a reading or you come to me for some in-depth work and you're not willing or able yet to really do the work that needs to be done, I can't make you do it and I can't do it for you. I'm so... I just want to get in there and be like, just move out of the way. Let me get in there and I'll fix it for you. But that's not how it works. We all know that. Mm-hmm. So really letting myself accept that and accept that crushing feeling mm-hmm. of, oh, I have to just watch you go through your own journey. I can't just put you right at the finish line where I want you to be. You have to get there on your own. And if you're not ready yet, then I can't force you. That was difficult mm-hmm. but necessary. And in terms of following, Amelia, I just love what you said about following the love. And for me this year, it was all about following your weird. Mm. Yeah. If you 
you got to embrace your weird. You got to fly your freak flag high. <clears throat> and if you, if all the regular, you know, sort of business advice tells you to do things a certain way, or if you see your colleagues are doing things a certain way, and you think, oh, maybe I should offer something like that, or maybe I should be doing it that way, or that looks like a good idea, but it doesn't resonate with you, and you you have your own idea, or you have to do trial and error until you find out what works for you. Like for me this year, I really had to come to the conclusion that doing long-term work with folks Little bits of work over long periods of time is the way to get the results that that we're all hoping to see and the way that I work best with people. Face-to-face working and over time, rather than trying to crank out as many one-off readings as I could, that was not working for me. It was very stressful. So following my own weirdness, just being me, A, and B, doing the business structures that, that worked for me and my clients, the best. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Teresa said many times that, you know, when when a trend's out there, she zigs when everybody else zags. And I feel like that's very much like a, a similar thought, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like everyone's doing mm-hmm. this. Well, maybe I should do this. And it like if, if, you, if it resonates with you to do it, then fine, do it. But if it doesn't resonate with you, you might as well go in the other direction where nobody else is. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's also this song the, it's by the gossip, and I love the gossip, by the way. And right now the name of the song is um, escaping me, so I'll have to think of it later. But there's a line in there that says, if it's already been done, undo it. I love mm-hmm. that line. Mm-hmm. I love it. Bree, what's your biggest mm-hmm. lesson from the last year? Dish, come on. You know, my biggest lesson from the last year is was sort of that when you do when you have your own business, there's a constant recalibration that's happening. So you touched on this, Teresa, when you were like, you know, I had to scale back on the email readings, right? Because it was a year where writing um was more important in a lot of ways. And I had, in my business, I I have long-term engagements that are pretty nailed down. You know, like I have my Miracle Tree sessions, my Spinning Gold students. I have a handful of people that I work one-on-one with pretty intensively. So all of those pieces were there. They were flowing. They were great. And I realized that I wanted to have some things that were more seasonal, and that were, you know, they would they would come and then they would go. And that had been a part of my business that I hadn't really expanded. I hadn't really played with. Um, but the lead brain within you is like, you know, we need some balance for all of the long-term, um, consistent stuff. Like we need a little bit of, you know, flash and bang happening. And so, you know, I, I created like, you know, a Jupiter in the balance report where we looked at the Jupiter transit in Libra. And I did, you know, a, a bundle of those for people and it was really fun and it was, you know, it was seasonal and then it was gone. And mm-hmm. and so I'm doing more stuff like that that is just kind of it's here today and it's gone tomorrow. And I like that aspect as well. I don't, I'm not happy in the medium um, territory where, you know, we're doing something for, you know, that's somewhat consistent but for a shorter period of time. But I do like kind of like here's a surprise, take it, have it, have fun. And then I like the long-term sustained engagement. And so that honoring the uh, the more the fun and the more seasonal is something that I've really been doing this year and that I've really been enjoying. And my people have been very responsive to it as well, which is interesting because they're responsive to the long-term sustained explorations. Like they're in for that, you know. But they were all they've also really been in for the the new, more seasonal, briefer kind of offerings. And so that's been fun to see. Mhm. I love it. And what about you? Yeah. Well, my biggest lesson is the biggest lesson I learn every single year. It's always the same one. Boundaries. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> it's always, 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 always my lesson. And um, in the last year, I've also made other changes. I um, stopped doing in-person readings for people I don't know. And mm-hmm. you would not believe the pushback that I get. But it, it's like, 
well, you saw a friend of mine five years ago, and why won't you see me? And it's like, look, (laughs) I don't care what I did five years ago. Or, you know, I've even had some clients who were really upset. um, Or And and you have to really risk, you know, when you set boundaries, people are not going to dig it. Some people are going to get really uncomfortable, really unhappy. um, But most people are pretty cool. But there are some that have really tested me and, you know, by trying to, like, muscle their way past my no and not really respecting it, you know, and I don't feel like, you know, why should I have to explain this or blah, blah, blah. So to make a long story short, I've had to really, my biggest lesson was to make my no stronger. And, again, you know, it doesn't make everyone happy, but I have to be happy in my business. I have to be happy in my business because an unhappy tarot reader is not a good tarot reader. If I'm uncomfortable with somebody, it's not really a good thing. I don't want to feel that. And I'm getting old and I feel like now it's time where, nope, I'm going to set my rules and this is it. So that was my biggest thing that, okay, here we come against more pushback. And, you know, it's really interesting. What always really floors me is how this lesson of boundaries and how my no is oftentimes really something people want to ignore. I'm like, really? I would never walk into a business and say, oh, you don't do this? Well, tough luck, just do it. So I find that really strange. And I'm, you know, I've been doing a lot of like processing around that. Where does that mindset mm-hmm. come from? That's really strange to me. Mm-hmm. So. I've been finding that a lot with, um, with women, um, business owners in general, you know, like the no has to be so much stronger. And I don't want to, like, I love men. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But, like, I feel like women have to be much more assertive with their boundaries mm-hmm. than with their no because you're going to get the pushback. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, but, of course, that no doesn't apply to me. And it's just like, no, no, no. No applies. <laughs> Can I just say mm-hmm. one thing, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in defense of men, any time <laughs> I've said no to a male this last year about the office, I have not had one problem. They've been wonderful. I've only had the women have been problematic with me. So I just want to I want to throw mm-hmm. that at you. I have not had mm-hmm. one of my male clients who I said no. It's over the phone. Not one has been a problem. They've been super respectful. They get That's it. Interesting. I always That's have very interesting. <laughs> I wouldn't expect that, but I have not had one problem with a dude. Dudes have been awesome. This year, dudes in my book are getting an A plus. So that's my other takeaway for the year. Dude clients have been awesome. And so the only clients that I've had that have pushed back against my new rules have been females. And that really bothers me. It's like, wow, really? Come on, gals. Step Mm -hmm. up, gals. (laughs) Get it together. Yeah. That's tough. All right, so... Moving, moving right along, ladies, what business trends, and I'm really excited to hear your take on this, what business trends do you think will be hot next year, and what is dead in the water? Ooh. So, Hillary, we can start, we can start with you since we start with you every time. <laughs> I like this. I like this. I'm, I'm of course okay you with do, because you're a trendsetter. <laughs> Um, I really didn't have much in the way of business trends, what's hot and what's not, but I feel like, I know this is going to sound horrible, but I feel like crowdfunding is like on its way out. Like mm-hmm. there's been so much pushback and bad behavior and, you know, people not doing things in an ethical way that like I feel like crowdfunding or self-publishing your deck maybe what's out next year. I don't know. It's just, it's been a lot of like, I don't know, bad taste in my mouth about it. What I think is going to be hot next year, I feel more um, combining of divination, like not just tarot, but like tarot and this, or digital, or, you know, like it's not just one thing. It's like whatever works for you or whatever works individually is what's going to be happening, where it's just like, oh, this is just a pat statement. This works for everyone. Well, no, I feel like more of the divination stuff will be individually tailored for clients' needs, for readers' needs, so that it's like not just a formulaic, I'm going to give you a tarot reading now. It's going to be tarot and something else, or astrology and this, you know, combination. Mm-hmm. So, 
that's what I'm seeing. And by the way, I agree with you on the crowdfunding thing because, you know, I have to say one thing. I rarely crowd, I rarely participate in those because oftentimes what I find is somebody shows up in my inbox. They don't know me from Adam. They obviously just probably search tarot. They don't even barely say anything like, hi, I want to get to know you, anything like that. It's just, here I am, please promote this, help me get money. And that's like, wow, really? It's it's so, mm-hmm. um, it really has been off-putting for me. And so I rarely participate in those things, rarely. And I've heard some pretty bad stories about crowdfunding gone wrong. So, yeah, I think you're right mm-hmm. on with that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Amelia? What are the trends? What's hot? What's dead in the water? Okay, so I, on Twitter, had a conversation with Gabriella Herstick, who is a completely adorable um, fashion blogger and witch who used to live in South Carolina, is now in L.A. working for Vivian Westwood, and Haley Houseman, who writes for Teen Vogue, another um, she calls herself an elderly teen witch, which I think is fantastic. Um, about I declared um, witch fashion dead. Long live witch fashion. Um, <laughs> so the last year or so, like, witch as a fashion trend has been, like, everywhere. Like, Vogue, Bazaar. Like, if there's a magazine, if there's a runway, like, everyone has flirted with us. Like, spooky, black lace, crushed velvet is, like, back, like, they're even making a craft remake. Like, it is, it was so much that they made a meme of it that the bass player from my band found on Facebook. And, like, he doesn't even know really anything about what I do. And he's like, look, this meme looks like what you wear. And I was like, I need to get right with God and change my life, right? <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding, obviously. But anyways, yeah, like, we hit peak witch fashion. Um, also, I think that the Etsy selling thing is going to have a really, um, I'm not really sure that it's over. I think that it's going to hit a turning point because there's been a couple of articles about how, um, I don't know how to put this exactly. It's just been problematic. It's grown in a, mm-hmm. a really fast way. Um, Mm. and we just don't know, you know, how do we control the quality on, on that? Or like, what is that going to look like in a couple of years? Like, for example, the Marc Jacobs runway, I don't know if y'all saw that, um, with the rainbow dreadlocks, the, Mm -hmm. uh, white women wearing the rainbow dreadlocks, that was kind of a controversy and like they bought those on Etsy. Um, and Mm. so like, I think in that vein, um, I know there's a lot of witches, a lot of tarot readers, a lot of astrologers that sell on Etsy. Like, there's been pushback against that specific sect of people selling on Etsy as well. And so I think Etsy uh, sellers are going to just have to maybe find other modes of selling their wares or really figure out uh, better ways of doing it. Um, as far as trends, okay, so I'm going to get astrological on you. You ready? Get it, girl. We are so ready. Here it comes. Okay, so um, I think a couple of things. I think that most recently we've seen like a big, I I say big, I've a a somewhat notable transfer of people in the metaphysical community to more of a literary type of thing. They're sort of, doing more writing, whether it's in e-courses, e-books, or actually like submitting to publications or writing books or making some sort of physical product that involves writing, like the Fountain Tarot. And so I attribute that to Jupiter and Virgo, which just ended. Um, Mm -hmm. Virgo is a sign of writers. And yeah, I just think that we're going to keep reaping the benefits of Jupiter and Virgo and keep seeing really awesome writing come out of the metaphysical community. I hope so. My fingers are crossed for that. And then after that, um, right now we have Jupiter and Libra. And Libra is what? Yes. Woo, Libra. Libra is Libra time. Um, so I think that we're going to see artists combining uh, artists of all kinds, so art can be music, visual art, um, fashion, whatever, 
with um, the sacred arts, you know, whether it's witchcraft, tarot, crystals, anything in a really unique and special way. And I'm super stoked to see uh, how that ends up turning out. Yep. Mm -hmm. Self-help story, I'm stick to it. I like it. Amelia, are you reading my mind again? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, you know, Paige, we do that here. (laughs) (laughs) That is kind of our deal. That's our thing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I won't lie. I love it. So tell us what you think, my love. What what is hot and what is not? Well, I think y'all are all right on the mark with everything you've said. Uh, and Amelia, I can tell you that as a visual artist, you're you're reading my freaking mind. I've got a lot of things I can't quite talk about yet, but that are planned for Woo! next year in visual arts plus sacred art Yay! spectrum. Very excited Woo! to share that with you in the future. Um, numerologically speaking, 2017 is going to be a one year, so I think we're going to see some new stuff that we can't even, we're not even going to see it coming. It's going to, I don't even know. I don't even know you guys. I'm so excited. Oh, you are so smart. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Paige, you were the best. You know you. Uh, but no, for real, you guys, I think that, that what you said, Hillary, as well, about a lot of unique stuff coming out, I think it's going to be the year where people really double down on their, whatever their weird is, it's going to come out in full force. And I Mm -hmm. think that because the bubble is kind of popping, the really trendy, witchy bubble is popping, we're going to see some more businesses closing in the sacred arts community, and the people who Mm -hmm. stick around will really hone their unique angle. Hillary, you are so spot on. I think People are going to be combining whatever their particular skills and disciplines are coming from a person whose business is literally named Tarot and Tea. (laughs) I'm I'm right there with you. you. We're going to see some really interesting stuff, and I can't freaking wait. I'm psyched. Ooh, I like it. I do, too, and I I I also agree that we're going to see a lot of people, like, starting to close up their shops. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I have a I thought on that. Can I share it? Yeah, it's also please. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Saturn and Sagittarius has been like hell on metaphysical businesses mm-hmm. for like a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. I think the ones that are not doing a super great job with the issue of cultural appropriation are just getting like mm-hmm. the Saturn smackdown right now because yes. Sagittarius, like, different cultures, international travel, all that stuff, and Saturn is, like, having to take responsibility for shit, and so, like, there's been all this stuff going on with, like, urban outfitters and whatever, what have you, Um, and it's also, like, it's the fine print. Sagittarius is, like, make sure you read your contracts in the fine print or else the laws. Yeah. That is so wise. Yes, it's all gonna hit. The, the shit's gonna hit the fan with that cultural appropriation. Mhm. I think so. I think so too. I also Teresa. wanted to just throw in really quickly. Oh yeah. Uh, Tell Astrologically speaking, I'm getting a little bit nervous and excited because uh, Facebook informed me uh, a while back that the internet recently turned 25. Mm. And that means Ooh. that in oh, in the next oh, couple of years, the internet is going to have oh, its Saturn no. return. Saturn return. <laughs> oh, no. That is going to be exciting. Up, y'all. Get ready. The internet's going to have to grow up. Yeah. Do you think it's possible? No. I think we're going to pop some fuck along the way. You know, I... I think I think that I see it actually. I think that I see it starting. Like one of I think that people I was just talking with somebody about this who is launching an online program and you know had some has like what I would say is maybe like mid aughts 
marketing advice that she had been given, right? That like, we've all, like, the sales funnels, God help us, and the, you know, all of these various bits and pieces, you know, that just make me want to tear my hair out. And, um, and, you know, and so we talked about it, you know, and I, and I was, you know, I was like, okay, well, what, you know, what are you thinking here? And, you know, her answers were very like, you know, well, this is what so-and-so and so-and-so says work. And what I have found is that the people who are, I, I think that businesses are closing down. I also see e-courses, e-programs, e-learning, um, not shutting down, but I see it becoming much more selective. I think I think mm-hmm. if you're doing something virtual, that's some kind of training or teaching, um, it needs to be pretty spectacular and pretty unique because people are more discerning about, you know, where they're putting their dollars and where they're spending their time. And and that indicates to me a kind of maturity with the Internet. And I also think, you know, there are some sites like Long Form where long-form writing um, is having a little bit of a renaissance. And, you know, that, I mean, speaks to attention. It speaks to depth. Not that you can't do it with shorter form, but, you know, so many of us have been told it's got to be what, you know, somebody stays on your page for 30 seconds and then they leave, so you have to give them everything in 30 seconds. And, you know, I think that we're having more and more people who are like, you know, if I'm into your thing, I'll stay on your page as long as I need to to figure out whether it's for me or not. And I think that's a sign of maturity. So I'm 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 rooting for the web. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said. Absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. I'm like nodding over here, you guys. I'm like a bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with the Etsy. I agree with the Etsy remark to you, Amelia. I, I've known I've known several spiritual suppliers who Started out on Etsy, had really good followings, made good money, and and it's 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 not it's not working. I, I feel like Instagram is, has taken a bite out of that, um, and other ways as mm-hmm. well. I think I feel like Etsy type uh, platforms are not they're not as sleek and they're not as in a in a way portable and flexible as they need to be as we head into 2017. Mhm. Yes, absolutely. Amen. I totally agree. Uh, so let's move. Oh, on. and I have a, I have a prediction. I have one yep. prediction. I think that the Tarot coloring book is going to be the bestseller. <laughs> yes. We're, uh, yes, we're I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> yes. Thanks, guys. Wait, wait till you see something. I I can't tell you anything, but I've got. I've got cool things that I'm doing, so I hope so. I hope that we do something cool with it. Let's put it that way. But anyhow, mm-hmm. enough about that. Let's talk about, let's move on here. I, I'm just agreeing with all your guys' trends, so I don't think I have anything really exciting to add here. Um, but what do you think every metaphysical business owner should be doing in the next year to up their game? Let's start with that question now. What should we all consider doing to up our game? How can you up your game? This time, let's start with Paige. Let's go backwards. Ah, damn it. Oh, cracker. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. Go ahead, Paige. Uh, here I go. The other Aries taking the Yeah, an Aries war. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. All right. We're cool. We're cool. It's cool. I really honestly think we should be doubling down on our weird. Like mm-hmm. you talked about earlier, we should be focusing on our own individual personal strengths, staying in our lane in that way, especially when it comes to cultural appropriation, as you mentioned, Amelia, uh, really being the best we can be, finding what it is that we do best, how to combine those things in the best way. And and in a, this is kind of broad advice, but but paying attention not only to ourselves and what works best for us, but to what our people are saying, what they're not saying, but what we can see under the surface and feel under the surface that they need. You know, the old advice is to give them what they don't know they need, but there is some Mm. truth to that, to being able to suss out between the lines of what they're saying and say, okay, what's really going on here? What are you really 
needing from me? How can I give that to you in a way that might be in alignment with my own weird and that resonates with your weird, too? Mm. I think the bottom line is authenticity. Yes. Mm-hmm. What about you, Amelia? What what does everyone need to be doing to up their game? I love what Paige said about doubling down on your weird. And I think that this goes along with that idea in a lot of ways. I think that as metaphysical businesses, as an industry, get more exposure, whether it's through the health and wellness realm or whether it's through the witchy trend, it's no longer enough to just say, I'm a metaphysical business owner, I do astrology, I like mystical stuff, and that's it. You have to have an entry point into culture. You have to understand how what you do fits into the larger narrative of the world, right? Or else why are you really doing it? And I think as the the whole mystical um, business trend was sort of booming in the last year, we sort of saw just tarot and astrology come to the fore, but I'd like to see that taken further. I would like to see that taken deeper in a way that people can see how it sort of penetrates everything that we do, because it does, and that's why people are drawn to it. It's interwoven into everything, just like, I don't know, I could get all poetic on it, but that's my thing. I would say find your entry point into the larger culture, and that's really where you're going to be successful, I hope. That's beautiful, Amelia. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wiping a tear. Mm-hmm. Aww. <laughs> Thanks, babe. So, Hillary, come on now. What do you think everyone needs to be doing to up their game? Well, well, now Amelia is reading my mind because that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, so eloquent away. Um, but yeah, looking outside of the field of metaphysics to find, like, like Amelia said, your entry point, but not only that, but inspiration from outside of your field because, like, it can't all be just crystals, crystals, tarot, tarot, astrology, astrology. We have to know the reason why we're doing it. We have to see those tools and how they're used in our everyday life. Otherwise, people aren't going to get it, and they're not going to use it. They want to know, how is it going to benefit me? How can I really use this tool to better my life or to further my goals or wishes or the story that I want to see being told about my life? Because, you know, let's face it, everyone has, everyone is the starring role in their own life, you know. It's like a movie role, you know. We're the heroes and the heroines of our own life. But if we can't see the divination part of it in our own lives, then people aren't going to use it. So I say, you know, get out there and find ways to integrate other businesses or other fields in your own work and find that entry point, like Amelia said. Um, And also, like, uh, you know, a down-to-earth tip here is getting on Melissa Casera's newsletter list. I love that woman. I, like, adore everything that she does because, like, she she's just amazing. And she brings – she makes my writing better because she brings it back to, like, oh, a latte at the coffee shop reminds me of this. You know, like, I so seldom think about things in those terms, but seeing it from another person's point of view, I can then translate it back to my writing and be like, oh, yeah, I do have – stories like that, that I can then translate into, hey, I can help you with this, or the tarot can help you with this, or a good tarot reading is like a good book that you can't put down. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I glean from her writing. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, just look outside of your own field, and you'll be able to find a lot of inspiration and also ways to translate divination or metaphysics into everyday lives of people that might not think of it that way. If I made any sense at all. <laughs> you made yes, that yeah. perfect sense, Hillary. I love it. Totally. What about you, Teresa? What have you found? Well, one thing that I think that every metaphysical business owner should be doing is getting outside of their community 
and really connecting with people from all different sorts of communities. You know, especially with tarot readers, we tend to be very inclusive. There's a tarot community. We hang out there. And you, you guys know I'm really a lone wolf. It's like I hang out, but I'm all over the place. I've got, and this might be because I have Uranus in my 11th house. And Uranus in the mm-hmm. 11th house really demands mm-hmm. a lot of variety with the people that I associate with. It really is a lone wolf Uranus to have. Um, so I love, love, love the idea of knowing people from all different types of careers, all different types of walks of life. And I think it's really important for us as ambassadors for our work to be out amongst, you know, everybody so that yeah. we can really set good examples for, hey, you know, I'm a tarot reader, and guess what? This is really cool work, and I can really help you. Um but also when you're meeting all these other people, it enriches your life. I mean, God, I have so many friends from, business friends I'm talking, from just very, very different walks of life. And I think that's important because it makes you more well-rounded in your career. And it also avoids groupthink, which I really don't like. So I think that every mystical business owner should get outside their mystical hub and you should hang out with people in way different industries. It's good for you. Amen. Yes. Amen. Cross pollinate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. why not? Let people see we're we're cool. We don't bite. You know, we're outlaws, but we don't bite. <laughs> but the other thing is, I learned so much about business and life from my peers who are not tarot readers. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Bree and, and I hung out old- with Gemma Stone uh, when we were out in Portland, and Gemma. Gemma. Is yeah, awesome. I know, and she's so bright that. and so she's brilliant. It's like, wow! I just want to be around her all day. I want to soak up that vibe. I know, right? Ah, beautiful. So, Bree, yeah. what about you? Absolutely. Come on, Bree. I think. I think. Well, I mean, you know, I am a. I am a fan of sacred art as a descriptor of what I do because it does. It brings so many things under the umbrella. And, and I think I, so I agree, right? I, I'm totally down for seeing us combine things, customize things, um, get really specific with our offerings, um, and, you know, put things together in new ways. I think that's awesome. Um, I think that the sacred arts, mystical arts are, you know, they have been, and I, I think they're going to continue to come into the mainstream culture. And I think that that is both a really amazing thing, and I think it's also something that that sacred artists need to be aware of because there, any time that happens, right, there can also be a diffusion of what it is that we can do. There can be like a thinning out of what it is that we do and mm-hmm. and a watering down. And so, you know, I think that having a daily practice and I don't care if it's, you know, a two-minute being aware of your breath or a 20-minute walk or whatever it is. Um, but having a daily practice that you can go to that, you know, calls you back to yourself as a mystical business owner, as a sacred artist, is really important because we can't be at our best if we're scattered, right, in like yep. 50 different directions. We we can't. Like our work demands that we bring all of ourselves and the best of ourselves and the deepest of ourselves to what we do every single day. That's what we signed up for. And so I think that, I think that, you know, there's a little bit of a push-pull with with our relationship to mainstream culture. I think we're in, you know. I think this is this is what it is and so we're here and I think that with an awareness of our daily practice, um and with an awareness of like you were saying, Teresa, the way that it connects to many, many different people and kind of not feeling like you're stuck in a box that you can't get out of, those two things really, really keep you aware that, you know, it's on you to bring the best of yourself to what you're doing. Right on. And speaking of the best of things, we are coming down to the last few minutes, actually. How did that happen? I know. (laughs) And, Bree, I think we have one last question about um, asking everyone what they're up to in 2017. I think that's the last one. Yes. So let's be real quick here. Yeah, share with you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. be quick, guys. Let's let's start with we're going to start with Amelia this time. What are you up to in 2017, and where can people find you? 
All right, everybody. You can find me at themidheaven.com. Um, that's B-M-I-D heaven.com. And I'm also at the midheaven on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and if you want to see what I am doing in the writing world, um, I'm usually writing about the intersection of the occult and modern spirituality and culture. So it's some of the same topics, just a little bit different spin. You can find me at Amelia Quint on Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, into 2017, I am working on a lot of writing, a lot, a lot, a lot of writing. I have some really exciting um, essays. My first, um, I don't know if you would call them, my first non-horoscope essays coming out in some publications that I'm very proud of um, in the next couple months. And you're going to see a lot more of that. I'm working on my first book manuscript right now. Yay. Um, Yay, everybody. Keep an eye out. I'll be around. We'll be first in line to buy that. So get on it. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's go now with Paige. Paige, what are you up to in 2017, and where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at tarotnt, and you can find me at my website, pagethefairyu.com. And as a handy-dandy spelling aid for my last name, Zafariu, it does have all of the vowels in order, a E I O U. Right? Isn't that oh, crazy? That's so cool. I love it. That's how I remember mm-hmm. how to spell it. That's you taught me well. That's the only way. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only way anyone could spell it. So that's P A I G E V A F E R I O U dot com. I'll be updating the blog a lot more in 2017 as I focus on writing and visual art. So expect a lot of visual arts projects to come out of that. I'll also be focusing on working with some more long-term clients. I'm opening those services back up very soon. They've been closed for the last couple of months as I've been moving around. Really the last year, I guess. Oh, my gosh. It's September. How'd that happen? It's almost October. (laughs) Goodness. So, yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Hillary, do share. (laughs) <laughs> well, um, contact information first. Um, you can find me at www.tarotbyhillary.com, and Hillary is spelled with one L. Thank you very much. Um, the <laughs> of my existence. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Hillary underscore tarot, on Twitter, H.S. Perry, um, all over the place. Um, I have three things that I'm very excited about, and they're all coming up like immediately, not quite 2017, but I'll tell you about them anyway. Um, I have a guest post up on meditation at moderncreativelife.com, which is called Lazy Girl's Guide to Meditation. I'm very proud of it (laughs) because I am a lazy girl, and I also try and meditate every single day. Um, Some days are better than others. Um, the Terror by Hillary website just celebrated its fifth birthday, so I don't know how <gasps> that happened, Yay. but that went by, like, Link and I. And um, on November 1st, on my blog, I'm going to have an interview with our lovely own Teresa Reed <laughs> about her new book, the Tarot Coloring Book, and there will also be a giveaway to three people So three people will get a free copy of the tarot coloring book because I ordered more than just for myself. So that will also be up on the blog November 1st. So that's what's going on right now. Um, 2017 will be more blogging and more writing. So Awesome. Love it. Yeah. So that's our show, Bree. That's it. That's it. This wraps up. Our episode of Talking Shop, you guys, thank you so, so much for being with us. So, Teresa, really quickly, what was your biggest takeaway? Well, my biggest takeaway, just really sitting around here and talking with everybody, is a great reminder of why masterminds are so important. And I think Paige mentioned something about her mastermind, too, being one of the most biggest benefits of her last year. And this was kind of like, you know, our own little virtual mastermind in a way. And I think that it's something that every mystical business owner should also 
think about doing, having a little mastermind. That's really my big takeaway here. What about you? What is the biggest thing that you, um, your biggest takeaway or the favorite whiz, nugget of wisdom that you got out of anything we've talked about tonight? I really dug learning that the Internet is on its way to its Saturn return. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think it makes so much sense with what with what we're seeing, you know, as far as online decisions right? and the way the, the way that we all go on the Saturn return roller coaster with the web. <laughs> so I'm I'm now totally jamming on that. I just love that it tickles me. <laughs> so towards the end of each episode, we'll just keep you for a couple more minutes. We each like to share a few fun tidbits, like the books we've been reading lately or the blogs we're obsessed with, or the favorite songs, or the TV shows. So, Teresa, what is something that you've been obsessed with? I know how you roll. I know. You know it's always usually about the music stuff, um, of course, and trashy TV, but we'll we'll skip the trashy <laughs> TV part. I got in trouble for watching something really trashy the other day. How <laughs> does it all support this? <laughs> But I love the new Dion Ford album. It is so good. Yes. Get oh. the album. It is badass. I love, 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 love it. Also, Young Thug's new album is also amazing. So those oh are my gosh, it's on, amazing. Yeah, they've been on my constant rotation in the last uh, couple weeks. Uh, both their albums just, I mean, I love, I love Young Thug. I think he's brilliant. I love Dion Ford. They're brilliant, brilliant. So those are the two albums everyone should be listening to. Bree, what about you? Like What's it. something that you're I into like now? I am t- okay, so I'm I'm really into this like popular novelist, James Rollins. It's like science, alternative history, conspiracy theory, craziness. And he's written a ton of books. They're total mass market, like fun, candy reading, but they're fun. And so I kind of use them like in my, in my rounds of the day, I use them to like come down, right? And then, and then I have energy to go do the next thing. So that is what I've been into. I've been into his sci-fi. Sweet. Yeah. So I think we have a few announcements too. Uh, Bree, any announcements sure that you want people to know about since these guys told them what's happening in their world? What about you? What's happening in 2017 in Bree's world? And Bree's world, yeah, Bree's world is pretty consistent. Like, it'll be sacred arts. It'll be storytelling. Um, it will be tarot. It will be astrology, but it will also be ritual and magic. Um, the big thing tonight is at midnight, the Archangel Michael Community Ceremony Altar closes. So if you would like to send in a petition, you can do it. It's totally free. This is something I do every single year to honor Archangel Michael, who helps the downtrodden and the dispossessed. And all of those who feel unseen or unheard, he brings courage and blessing. And the other big thing is 20 Questions to Row. That's my first yes. e-course, and it's doing really awesome, and I'm really enjoying it. And today, actually, I just launched um, a new blog series called In the Cards, where my 20 Questions to Row students who write to me and ask me, auxiliary questions, I, I will blog about them and share them with everyone. Mm. So I am just really enjoying this method and this approach. And of course, my Spinning Gold students and my Miracle Tree students continue to just be amazing. I love them. Yay. So, <laughs> yes. All right. So that's a wrap off. We should... Let people know where they can find us, Teresa. Yes. Also, um, before we do sign off, a happy reminder. If you love Talking Shop, don't forget that you can listen to all the previous shows for free by visiting the Talking Shop archives. You can go to thetarolady.com. You want to click on the tab called Free Resources. Hop on down to Podcast. Find Talking Shop. Boom, everything is there. Um, we're also on iTunes. And on iTunes, you can find us by putting in Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree, and we're also on Stitcher as well. Bree, where can they find uh, Talking Shop archives on your page? It will soon be moving, but for now, go to my site, Work With Me is the tab, mouse over that, and Talking Shop will appear. And Teresa, before we close off, you have to tell us what's in the work for you for 2017. You have the biggest year of all. <laughs> I have a big year because... 
my book launches uh, November 1st, and then I will be doing a mini book tour. I'm going to be hitting a lot of really great places. I'm going to start by going down to Ohio at the Barnes Noble down in Cincinnati, which I'm excited about. Then I'm going up to Detroit, and I will be teaching some classes at the Boston Tea Room. Oh, and the week before, I'm going to be at this Eye of Horus in Minneapolis. It's such a cool store. I'm teaching a class there. And then next year, I've got other classes. I've got um, also on the 29th of October, a Tarot by the Mouthful dinner event, which is a six-course tarot-inspired dinner, which is sold out immediately. It's mm-hmm. super awesome. And so I'm going to be all over the, the states next year doing little classes here and there and promoting the book and sharing it. And that that's what I'm going to be doing. So it's a lot. I'm going to be on the road more than this little homebody introvert likes, but I'm just excited to share the book. So that's it. Love it. That's a mouthful. And by the way, speaking of books, guys, um, please join us again next month for another round of Talking Shop because Bree and I are going to be talking about writing and books and e-books and publishing and all that good stuff. And that date is on Wednesday, and that is... October 26th, and it's going to be at 8 p.m. Central Time. So until then, you can find me at thetarolady.com. Bree, where can they find you? You can always find me at briannasafi.com. Thanks again for listening, everyone. We hope that you all keep taking action to build the mystical business of your dreams. And remember to stand your grind, make it a great month. We know you will. Good night, everybody. Good night. Woo!